0: now for something completely different
1: welcome to shout out out of the closet and into your ears Mm.
2: hey 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 na 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 you singing our first track
1: no just trying to get people's attention
2: Well, you've got mine wearing that top (laughs) Thanks (laughs) Anyway, welcome to another edition of Shout Out I'm Ali Sheldon And I'm Steffi Barnett This week I chat to 80s heartthrob Hazel Dean Uh, Saski visits a sex emporium And Terry has some news and views Right here, in the next hour, on Shout Out
1: So, hello. Uh, welcome to shout out. Hello, my lovely Steph. How are you?
2: I'm okay. Thank you very much. Still in lockdown studios under the stairs. Indeed, and the lovely, lovely voice that is Terry. Welcome. Thank you very much. You're
3: too kind. <laughs>
1: how are you? Uh, I'm good, mate. Um, Andy, are you with us? Hello. Oh, yes. You I'm hello, with mate. You. How are you? Hello.
4: I'm good,
1: thank you. So, and if she hasn't fallen asleep already, because it has been a rather long day at work. Hello, hands. <laughs>
4: Good evening, Andy. No, I'm here and I'm wide awake now. (laughs) Are are you
1: sure? I mean, we we could give you virtual prompts, but.
4: (laughs) I feel like I've gone the other way now, so I don't know what you guys uh, are going to have to put up with for the rest of the show.
1: (laughs) Oh, more more hula hooping, no doubt, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes,
4: Uh, possibly. (laughs) It
1: is our entertainment on Facebook, is Hans Hula per week. Um, I look yes. at it and I think that's far too energetic. I really must do something myself and I still haven't. <laughs> I'm
4: actually trying, I'm waiting for some new song inspiration. I've kind of gone through the 90s and uh, noughties now. Mm. So uh, I- I'm trying to get some, some new uh, some new tunes in in the hoop, mm. so to speak. Oh, well, I
2: think there's a recommendation coming up for you.
4: Oh, like, is there?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. The, oh. the, the first track after Sasky. Um, mm. and uh, she's visiting a sex emporium today.
1: Yes, that's mm, a rather interesting well. topic to be talking about. It is. Yes.
2: What yes.
5: are they are they an essential service that's open during the uh, What do you th-
2: What do you think, Terry? <laughs> I think they are essential. Absolutely. There mm. you go.
5: Me and Matt Damon need to get our supplies from somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> is he still
2: locked in the cupboard under the stairs?
5: He's yeah, he's down under he's under the computer table right now. <laughs> polishing my shoes. <laughs>
1: Oh, Terry, the insight into your dreams, mate. I'll <laughs> oh, shut up now. I'll get the news ready.
4: Well, sorry, sorry, <laughs> we're all assuming it's dreams.
0: <laughs> How yeah, do we, we've know we haven't been to Terry's real, house
4: <laughs> for a long time, have we? I mean, you could be d- double bluffing us, Terry. You really could have Matt David in your cellar.
0: <laughs> I'd be concerned be... about Steph
3: being uh, with all these people in her cupboard. Under the stairs—that's even more frightening. It like is. It's quite—it's
2: quite a squeeze to get us all into lockdown studios. Mm, yeah.
1: Well, I have to admit, like we said before, I think it's just nice that we're still on air. So um, it's, I mean, it's brilliant just,
5: technology, isn't it? It's it is. really good. This it's, stuff. This stuff. I think we we're using a program that the BBC uses uh, to communicate. You know, in their lockdowns, don't they? Yeah, we are.
1: So and I, um, yeah. um, I believe it's exactly the same technology that Susky's using. Uh, let's
0: Aha. listen. Ah. Five. Oh, yes. Now, things are looking pretty bleak out there, folks. But in these testing times, we all need to keep positive and keep smiling. And today's guest is someone who can bring you great pleasure. Therefore, it is with great pleasure that I introduce my good friend, kai hoyle founder of shush women's erotic emporium kai how are you i'm good i'm good how are you i'm good i'm good now kai you are the founder of shush the women's erotic emporium yes that's right Yes. i, wa- I want to ask a question how does a one come to acquire a women's erotic emporium <laughs> oh god well we
6: go going back a long long time 28 years in fact when i went shopping for a sex toy one day. I know, right? Um, and uh, I just found there was no, nowhere that welcomed me. It was just, you know, it was like really intimidating and alienating for a, as a woman. And just to give you a little bit of background at the time... You know, it was a big kind of political time. We were fighting Section Twenty Eight. I'm sure you know about that. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
6: uh, So, you know, that was all about being visible and being proud. And there was also the huge AIDS crisis at the time. Huge amounts of homophobia. Um, And so it was in this climate. I go as a you know young liberated woman, thinking, "Oh, you know, it's my right to explore my sexuality," and just found nowhere. You know that that welcomed me nowhere, that had toys that I might want be interested in. You know, I literally had uh, comments going, oh, we don't get any many women in here, love. You know, they were quite nice, but it was just nowhere for me. So I literally stomped back, and a couple of months later, on £700, I opened Shush. Wow. The UK's first ever erotic emporium uh, that um, focuses on female pleasure.
0: Wow, and thank you. I want to. I want to I, I always like put my hands in prayer mode for you. Thank you, Kai. Because I remember that. Because you know, it's that feeling, isn't it? You know. And I think everyone can relate to this, uh, that you, you know, you receive your package in the post and you're excited and you're nervous. You're like, did anyone see? Did anyone see what that package You know, it's not it's not, you know, not being tampered with in the post. And then it's like it's almost a bit like you've gotten away with with smuggling diamonds, isn't it? And then you get them, you know, and. Um, well, listen,
6: Saski. I mean, you're saying that from you know, I guess um, having your package delivered in Essex. Try, try doing it in Kuwait.
0: Or, Whoa!
6: At you know, least we, you know, we 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 take phone calls from women, you know, over there, and that literally is it's illegal to um to receive toys like this but it's it, it isn't about the toys it's about the empowerment for women Absolutely. you know where, wherever those women are worldwide you know it's about that kind of feeling that they own their own sexuality rather than having it imposed upon you know by, by a society that you know kind of determines it for them so you know that it It's that feeling that we try to do, which is why, you know, when you get your parcel, it's all wrapped up like it's a little prezi for you to open. (laughs) Because it's it's this whole kind of, you know, unveiling and and, um, owning of your right to pleasure.
0: Yes, it is. And, and, you know, with that, that's what I love about Shush, because it really is about promoting that sort of pleasure and and liberation, um, you know, because it's not about what we see in the movies either, right? It is about our own individual experiences. Um, you know, what What uh, does sort of having sexual confidence mean to you? What, what, what's that like for you? <laughs> well,
6: you know what? When I say what I do, I'm, often I'm kind of... Um, you know, faced with a sort of silence, a bit of a stunned silence. Um, you know, especially at barbecues, and then they'll go away. They'll kind of, you know, moonwalk backwards away from me. And then a few few drinks later, I, I kind of take on the status of a doctor or as you know, a slitter. They then co- kind of sidle back up and start asking asking me about. For advice Um, (laughs) and that's the thing people think oh my god she said she's she's, she must be scary she's going to turn up in leather everywhere she goes not you know not not so at all sexual liberation is about um it's about finding your own pleasure isn't it you know rather than you know it's not about having a massively overflowing toy box or you know swinging from the chandelier or trying absolutely every single kink going unless you want to if it's if it interests you then that's what you need to do explore it it's all part of a journey Definitely. you know when when you when you think about it you know your your journey with your sexuality is just lifelong you know think about how it was when you were a teenager when you were just discovering your sexuality you were insecure yeah. you know you were embarrassed you you know you had all this kind of um you know i, I it, well, insecurity, really, and and lack of information and lack of experience, you know. Yeah, and, definitely. Then, and then the different lovers that bring different experiences to you, good and bad sometimes, you know. Um, so it isn't about a tick box. So, you know, mm. I've got to try all these things, otherwise I'm not sexually liberated. It's purely about this this feeling inside about the, the confidence
0: great stuff great stuff um and and i think that's really important and that's what i love about shush and the message that you you know send out to your customers um and that's part of your ethos and, and obviously shush you you know we've all had to shift online now so if you've shifted online you you do provide advice and, and well-being but you also do an events class you're doing live streams um you know we're all having to move into that different way how's the response been for that
6: been absolutely fabulous. I have to say, I'm so proud of my team. We we literally turned around at, you know, on a sixpence and took it all online. Um, so the classes are online. Um, we're doing live streams with really interesting women. Uh, we've got Dr. Karen Gurney coming. All sorts of check us out on we're on Insta. So. That's
0: where you'll find it. Oh, fabulous. Listen, this is so great. And I just want to also point out um, a bit of code because it's pre watershed, people. Go onto the website and here's some code for you. Get on the train and go and visit the Easter Bunny. And yes, I'm talking about shush whispers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but before I go, I want to talk about the magic O word. Okay. And when I say that, I mean ordering. Kai, I know oh. your head went to a different place where can people order products for your fabulous <laughs> fabulous organization
6: well, they can go online um, to our website sh womensstorecom women'storecom uh, you can ask us questions on insta all our socials which is at SH women's store no hyphen just SH women's store uh, you can call us we're here sort of in the afternoons um, we're 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 available on all sorts of channels
0: <laughs> listen of all in this whole lockdown i want you to be the most available that's all i care about okay so uh, i just want to say kite, thank you so much i'm loving everything you're doing online always been a big fan of shush um you know from from the from the early days and i will to, to, i'll take it to my grave <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> i Brilliant. hope I but so listen well. thank you so much good luck with everything and um yeah look forward to seeing everything that's happening and also is it right there's a 15 percent discount code there happening is. when yes, you type in the code is. wet is that correct
6: you can so yes, wet works great um it, on all sorts of levels. Not not mo- not least because it's raining in London
0: today. <laughs> exactly, another code there for people to uh, figure out. Kai oh, thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to hearing and seeing more of you online in the near future.
1: Shout out
6: LGBT Radio for you.
2: The Shout Out Podcast.
4: This is Shout Out News on Thursday, thirtieth of April.
5: The BBC News Channel reports that the government funded revenge porn website has received around twice the usual number of inquiries from people who might be locked down at home with an abusive family member or partner. Personal safety campaigners have asked the state to intervene and provide more funding for the project, which has only two full time members of staff to cover the whole country. Stress, breakups, and job loss can all aggravate pre existing abusive behaviour and coercive control, says Claire McGlynn, Professor of Law at Durham University, speaking to BBC News reporters. Due to the current coronavirus lockdown the Revenge Porn Helpline has switched to email inquiries only for the time being but urged people whose intimate images have been posted online without their consent to still contact it for advice and guidance. Their email address is help at pornhelpline.co.uk. The helpline is keen to stress that potentially anyone can be a victim of revenge porn or the threat of it. It is not just, as many in the tabloid media assume, young women in their late teens or 20s. Last year, Callum McSwiggan, a YouTube video star, blogger and gay man, revealed how anonymous scammers try to extort money from him by threatening to reveal pictures of him over the web. Fortunately, Mr McSwiggan sought advice and support and did not give in to the scammers. The Revenge Porn Helpline explains that this kind of threatening email is circulating during the lockdown. However, it's important that recipients do not panic and instead report the incident so that it can be properly investigated. To see Callum McSwiggan's personal account of what he did to stop the scammers you can view his YouTube channel. Meanwhile that address again for assistance is help at revengepornhelpline.co.uk
4: The LGB Tory group has been amongst those this evening congratulating the Prime Minister Mr Boris Johnson and his fiancée Miss Carrie Simmons on the birth of their son early on Wednesday morning. Mr Johnson is keen to protect the privacy of the couple's new arrival but did reveal to journalists that he was present through the birth after which mother and baby are said to be doing well. The LGB Tory group is an officially recognised group within the Conservative Party and evolved out of the old Tory campaign for homosexual equality which had roots going back well into the 1970s. Meanwhile, Mr Johnson, so the Guardian noted, is an unlikely poster boy for unconventional family units. He has either six or seven children with a number of partners, but has always declined to state exactly how many offspring he has. The Prime Minister is delighted by the birth of his baby son, and I'm not going to comment on his other children, the press secretary said. If you're on the centre-right of politics and want to explore the philosophy of the United Kingdom gay conservatives, then their website address is at lgbt conservatives.org.uk. On their national newsfeed this week are articles on government plans for coronavirus testing for all essential staff and how the Conservative Party's plans for bounce back loans will, they say, benefit smaller businesses across the country when the pandemic subsides.
5: And one loving father of a transgender child who blogs online at the Twitter handle of Growing Up Trans has been welcomed into the studios of BBC Radio Essex, a regional radio network in the South East, where he spoke about healthcare for trans young people in the wake of a statement by the Equalities Minister Liz Truss that indicated that she wanted to stop gender confirmation treatments for any person below the age of 18. Also tweeting today has been Monroe Bergdorf, whose cultural criticism includes insightful analysis of the intersection of homophobia, transphobia, and racism from institutions of power. Monroe blogged Yesterday I posted about the UK Conservative government's plans to roll back healthcare for transgender youth. This is not only an abhorrent attack on equality, but also part of a global trend. Elaborating, Monroe referenced reports in the United Nations and EU into authoritarian trends that were being exacerbated by the coronavirus outbreak. Michelle Bachelet, the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, wrote this week that "...the crisis can provide a pretext to adopt repressive measures for purposes unrelated to the pandemic." Now, the independent newspaper online notes that the Prime Minister of Hungary, the far-right-wing Viktor Orban, has now assumed powers of executive control that are similar to many totalitarian demagogues throughout history. Now, with the rights of transgender people first in his sights for repeal, it would seem that the front line on the battle for democracy and pluralism is once again within the LGBT community. If we come through this crisis and can stop the siren pull of authoritarianism, then Ulrich Fichtner, writing in this week's edition, English edition of the German international paper Der Spiegel, says that we may all benefit from the lessons of coronavirus. Fitness suggests that a new internationalism, a new awareness of human and earth rights could flourish, and that the post-corona world be more prepared to take on the challenges of the 21st century they pose a series of questions is it possible that the virus may trigger a global movement of reflection characterized not just by fear and danger but also by new visions for the way forward in which we are able to distinguish the important from the inconsequential and could this be the moment when we finally actually try to tackle the important tasks we are faced with for lgbtq people and the wider community there is everything to play for
4: For these news stories and more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt.
5: For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr
4: and Hans Peregrine.
1: Shoutout News. National and international LGBT news for you.
2: shout out lgbt radio for you the shout out podcast it's uh, not often that you get to catch up with um, a heartthrob of many people from the <laughs> 80s uh, <laughs> hazel dean it's ages since we've spoken isn't it was it a western pride in a motorhome
7: i think it might have been yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a
2: couple of years ago wasn't it yeah it was yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. it's great you haven't lost your essex accent
7: oh thank you <laughs> Um, i don't
2: know whether i'm glad about that or not. <laughs> <laughs> um i was just uh, watching some of your performances on the uh, top of the pops and one okay. of them i think 1984 looking yeah. for a man
7: yes yeah, searching <laughs> looking for. Yeah, that.
2: yeah yeah that was um absolutely superb and it brought back good memories for Girl, me i'm glad to hear that what I think I love most about you, it's not just your music, but the fact that you're such a um, a great supporter of the LGBTQ community, and especially the trans community.
7: Well, uh, be- because I think they get such a, uh, you know, a rough ride really, because people don't seem to understand, and everyone has a right to be who and what they want to be, I believe.
2: Yeah. I mean, the trans community seem to be taking quite a hit at the moment, don't yes, they? Yes, they do. Yeah. Especially with Liz Truss. That's the horror story that I'm dreading, actually. The thing where they start banning people from going in to lose who haven't got a gender certificate.
7: Yeah, it, it must be so tough. It, it really must. And um, I just think it's, it's lack of understanding. And, and I think, you know, it must be so hard to um, actually feel that way feel that you do not belong in your own body I I can't I can't sort of I I can't even begin to understand how how that must feel and it must be it must make you feel very lonely um, and it must be so tough
2: now you're still getting out there you're still doing your stuff aren't you multiple prides
7: but you know what because of what's going on I don't I don't really know what's what's going to happen
2: no, I think Western Pride are hoping to do theirs in September. I know Bristol Pride are also hoping uh, hoping to do theirs yeah. in uh, September as well.
0: Yeah.
2: Um but you've performed at some of the biggest anyway, haven't you? Manchester and Yeah. Yeah. Um, over the years? <laughs> yeah. Do you still do you still get out and do um other performances that aren't pride related and
7: Oh yeah, of course I do. I do, I do masses of um, 80s nights. In fact, I I managed to get um a couple of shows in at Pontins up in Southport. Yeah. And uh, they they do a massive 80s weekender oh. They call it they call it the 48-hour party. I, I've been doing the well they, there's there's Pontins in Southport, there's one in Canberra sands and Aberystwyth, I think there's one and, and they all do these these 80s weekend. I mean they're fantastic. Yeah, so I, I, I yeah, I managed to do that and then um the following day I drove across and, and I sang at a f- 40th birthday
2: party <laughs> 40th that must have been really special <laughs> yes. for that person
7: uh, yes uh, in Bradford that was so I managed to get those two shows in, but I do I also do lots of other festivals rewind festivals and the let's rock festivals I'm meant to do Wentworth this year but obviously that's been cancelled but the festivals that were in this year that I'm going to be doing them next year okay um but yeah i do do loads of different sort of 80s nights i don't do so many of the sort of late night things anymore that i used to do the odd one here and there right i find i find late nights really tough now (laughs) but you know i do i do pubs i do i do pubs now and again so i and, and birthday parties and and weddings i do so yeah I do write across the board, really
2: yeah and that it's nice to know that you're keeping busy because yeah. Oh, yeah your career was uh, where would you say you, that your career was at its highest
7: yeah, yeah? In, in the in the eighties I mean when I was having hit records, I guess that was that uh, which was the eighties that was like the peak, if you like yeah, but you know prior to that, I was always working anyway because I used to sing in bands and I used to write always very involved in the music business right from an early age really
2: Mm. so what age would you say you started your singing Uh,
7: well I mean as a professional I started when I was 17 wow Uh, but I was singing before that um, and playing guitar I learned to play guitar when I was about uh, from the age of 12 at school Mm -hmm. and um, at that point in time I would play in little bands at the school and 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 um and also uh, I um when I left school, I um would singing bands at weekends. I joined bands at you know and sang in local bands all around the Essex area. Mm. So um I've really been in the music industry all my life from, yeah. from very early on. Yeah.
2: What did it feel like when you got the call from the BBC saying that we want you on top of the pops?
7: The singles go out obviously and they start to get the radio play and they and hopefully they gain momentum and they get the, the radio. in those days it was always radio one was the was the one yes to get. yeah um so if it went into the top 40 if you got inside the top 40 then you were you probably were, were going to get um top of the pops that week because it would be a new entry so you would So then that's when you would get the call from the BBC.
2: (laughs) Right. Because the BBC in the 80s always forced the artist to mime. Now, you're a good live because I've heard you many times. Um, Mm. Was that uh, quite a a slight on you?
7: No, not at all. I had no problem because at least, well, I didn't mime really. I I lip synced, but I sang as well.
2: Yeah. Ah, okay. (laughs) So the
7: so that it would look real because if yeah. you mime you know you use yeah. mouth mouth the words and yeah. it looks pretty <laughs> obvious but but occasionally you know they they did do the odd live top of the pops ah, okay. believe it or not. and yeah. i actually did there was one um that i did and it was searching and uh and the, the funny thing about it was um people were dancing around but they had these like i don't really know what you call them but they're like that they would be sticks and on the stick would be not banners, but strips of gold and silver, and they twirl them around. Right. So I'm singing live. I'm singing searching. And I remember, if it, if you're recording it and you're lip syncing, they could stop the tape. They could stop. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And you could start again. But if it's live, you can't. Anyway, the, and if you look at one of the, I think it was whatever I, I can't remember. If it was whatever I do, I searching actually. But anyway, there's this couple, and they're they're doing they're they're dancing away and they're twirling around and the camera. It's and a dark little dance break in the middle. The camera goes to this couple and this guy's twirling the thing around and it gets caught all around his neck <laughs> <laughs> but you know there's nothing they could do they couldn't no. stop it so it's so often sometimes we look at it it makes stevie laugh you know yeah. it makes us laugh so uh, yeah so not very often but but um going back to what you asked i didn't mind um doing lip syncing to be honest with you because mm. at least you knew it was going to sound good
2: absolutely yeah yeah yeah. well if
7: you went on there and had a sore throat or something something like that you know i i never had a problem with lip syncing but you know if they wanted it live well i could sing it live as well so i i didn't mind
2: yeah well when you're an artist like yourself and you've got the talent to be able to do that then like you say you're more relaxed about it
7: yeah absolutely yeah
2: Uh, what have you got planned for next year
7: (laughs) all the shows that i was going to do this year
2: <laughs> okay oh does that mean you could be doubling up
7: <laughs> <laughs> who knows but uh, uh, stuff that i had in you know and it was it, it starts to build at the beginning of the year prides and a couple of festivals and things yeah yeah they've been postponed t- until next year basically it, it's just doing my live performances now Mm. um and that's uh, i mean i I was doing stuff with energized records but i um i sort of um stopped doing that we we sort of parted company last year um because i think i've done everything i wanted to do in that respect there's a couple of little i mean i had my heart first album out this year on um on uh, cherry pop records and uh, Matt Pop did a fantastic remix of Heart First, the the title track. So, yeah, he's, and were,
2: he's very talented, isn't he, man? Oh,
7: uh, I think he's brilliant. He's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So and uh, that that was received very well. It was a big deluxe package. Yeah. Uh, some new photos in there, and I got to sort of do a little. Uh, um, I wrote a little sort of thing about each track.
0: Mm-hmm. And
7: and um, yeah, so that was good, and it it actually did get into the album charts. It went in. It went to number twenty seven.
2: I with yeah that is good really, yeah, yeah yeah
7: possibly some tracks that I, I recorded with ian stevens that were never released and we might be getting matt to do some remixes on those because he it would be great um so we might be doing that but we will do we'll do that with energize should we do it
2: uh, okay okay so
7: there are a couple of things in the pipeline but uh but basically it, it's about sort of just doing my live shows and all my 80s things that i do and and and, and that's it really to be honest with you
2: yeah but it keeps you busy, and it's nice it to It does,
7: yeah. yeah. And the 80s is still alive and kicking, so... Uh, oh,
2: it is. I yeah. find that even a lot of youngsters love the 80s and 90s stuff yeah, they do. still.
7: I did a lovely tour with, with Let's Rock. I really enjoyed that. I mean, it's all families. It's it's kids Yep. with their mum and yep. dad, and they're all dressing up. What's not to like? Exactly. <laughs> it's great fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So,
7: uh, yeah, I, 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 I like doing all that sort of stuff, yeah
2: yeah how are you coping at the moment with the the lockdown situation are you okay and your family okay yeah
7: i mean what we do is we we've got a pretty good we, we keep it structured so in the weekdays i get up at seven and then i wait i've sort of had my cup of tea my shower that kind of thing and then i wake the others up uh becky and uh, stevie do a um the exercise with joe wicks at nine o'clock in the morning oh yeah okay yeah and Stevie's day is great because she's doing her schoolwork. Uh, she's been very, very good, I have to say, because she's in year 10 now. So, you know, next year will be her GCSE. So mm. so she's she's working, she's doing that at the moment. And uh, yeah, t- you know what, there's masses of stuff to do because the weather's been so lovely. I have been, we've been doing loads of stuff in the garden, painting sheds and doing all sorts of stuff that I never, in normal circumstances, I, I just, I don't have enough hours in the day, really
2: yep good to know you're still busy, hazel. <laughs> <laughs> well
7: you know we're we trying to help as well we we um we do a little thing with some um single mums who haven't you know they just don't have any money and they're totally on their own. so we've got a friend who's who who we take stuff over to them every week, so we're trying to do bits and bobs like that as well, you know, just doing as we're told really yeah and um and that's about it. Just catching up on stuff. but yeah I mean the thing is with us, we get on really well. As, as a as a little unit, we, yeah. we you know we we get on really well with each other. So yeah. I'm doing. I mean, for instance, Sunday again, the weather was lovely. We were out in the garden. I was doing a puzzle with Stevie, <laughs> oh and it was hard. But I mean, I when I was a kid, I loved puzzles, and at first, I didn't really want to do it. Once I got into it, I really really enjoyed it. Oh, so that's good. Yeah, doing, doing stuff that yeah. you know I would probably wouldn't normally do. Mm. But yeah. it's interesting. I'm doing. Oh, I'm doing my um just so I keep my voice in trim every. Uh, a couple of days a week i'm um, doing some vocal exercises and, and i i go through my show that kind of thing just to keep my voice intact yep, um, yeah um so yeah things like that really good and you take care
2: Yep. i'll see you on the pride circuit hazel
7: yes my love and give my love to everybody i um, will yeah and thank you very much for the interview
2: yep thank you for your time
7: you're welcome anytime L-
2: love to your family hazel
7: thank you my love bye bye now <laughs>
2: Shout Out LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out podcast. The great Hazel Dean and uh, wow. searching for love, 1984.
1: Yeah, um, and I love the earlier track too, the the, the dancey one. Vai con Dias. Yeah, yeah that was um,
2: a remix with um, Milk and Sugar um, by no, no, Seventh no, no, Heaven.
1: Hey, no, 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 Hey, so good, good track. So, yeah, sorry, actually, brilliant. Yeah. I
4: can't wait to hula hoop to that one.
1: 1984
5: was a good year
1: It was I think that does answer your question doesn't it Hans That's that's one to hula hoop Mm. to I can't wait Uh, Now uh, as we do uh, every so often um, This particular show uh, We've got our news extra Where Terry takes uh, some of the stories in the news uh, For us to talk about In a bit more depth Terry what are we talking about this week?
5: Well, there's one story which is dominating. Coronavirus is on everyone's lips at the moment. Mm. Now, we've tried every week to provide some LGBTQ current affairs and magazine programming that lifts your spirits and provides you with inspiration. But, of course, we cannot do that without sometimes referencing the incredibly unusual times that the world is going through at present. Thanks to the miracle of internet streaming and remote logging on, we can continue to provide shout-out to you each week. Indeed, a home station, BCFM Community Radio, in Bristol is still offering around 80 hours of original material each week not from its regular studios at the closed down Eastern Community Centre but from people's homes and garages. Other local radio stations are doing likewise on a shoestring budget and particular note should go to KTCR, Kencham Town Community Radio in Greater Bristol, a small station that we hope will be taking shout out soon. They just came on the air with programming in the new year as the coronavirus crisis struck. And amazingly, they have managed to prove their worth from the start by providing live shows from the small town situated between Bristol and Bath. Well done to all involved, and indeed to all our partner community radio stations. Last weekend, Wave Radio in Western Supermare, which takes shout-out, raised much-needed funds for the patient charity at Western General Hospital by broadcasting an amazing 36-hour radio marathon. Now. So, tonight, Apparently. on it is, isn't it? And we yeah. linked up with them, actually, on Saturday yeah. afternoon. They're a really nice bunch of guys there. So if you're in Weston, you can hear this programme and lots of really good stuff throughout the coronavirus lockdown on WAVE Radio. And
1: it, it was so, quite, a, quite mm. a feat for BCFM um, to keep things... Uh, going and get it yeah. and, and it's an established station that's what um uh, over a decade old um you know, yeah 13 we, years we race around so for um ktcr to like suddenly go from nothing yeah. to broadcasting to remote broadcasting is quite a feat so uh, well done to them
5: Ev- everyone in community radio is doing really well and i think uh tomorrow the first friday the first of may uh there is going to be um, a national playing on community radio channels of "All You Need Is Love" by the Beatles. I oh, read that, that the other night, track. which is going to, which is really nice to unite everyone and to show community radio is very much rooted in the communities they serve. Um, now, uh, let's start with a serious question for our panel tonight. What do right. you think? What do you think of the government response to coronavirus? Has it hit? the right note i know that a lot of us are in some of us work for private companies some of us are in the charity sector some of us in um, the public sector what do you reckon guys well
1: i certainly don't envy them i have to admit no i, I don't think anyone no. steps into a job um in, in government and um um expects to have to deal with something as serious as uh, as this um mm. yeah I, I don't i don't know please i don't really know how you should respond i mean they'll never to say get that, everything perfectly right will they but i do mm. think it's no. great that they came up with some of the systems like the furlough system that helps keep people with some kind of an income while they can't work it also helps that business mm. um and that kind of thing um i think there's so many unanswered questions though don't you yeah i think
2: some of it might be too little too late because obviously Although they said that they were going to pay 80% of uh, furloughed people, they had to be um, working for a company. Um, and then they mm. didn't follow up that uh, with that for much later for self-employed. And mm. um, unfortunately, like us in the media sector, um, if you're freelance, you're getting nothing. So the yeah. broadcasting industry could look quite different. The BBC, for example, 90% of their staff are freelance and most yeah. of them mm. have been laid off.
5: Yeah. Mm. And, and of course, this city, I mean, where we're coming from, Bristol and the whole West Country, for that matter, Glastonbury and Totnes and so on, independent businesses are really very vital to what gives gives our towns and cities their identity, don't they? I mean, the number mm. of small cafes and restaurants and things that people celebrate about the West Country, I think. Yep. And, and will they survive and this? And This is it, you I, know. I, 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 I really hope. Know. Yeah, I think it's going to be difficult. I know B247 newspaper was reporting that maybe up to 80% of small businesses in Bristol would be hit if the lockdown went on for six months. Now, I don't personally think it will go on that long, but it is a salutary thought.
2: Yeah, it is. But um, I think we should bear in mind that it's a lockdown and the government are saying that we should all stay at home so we don't overwhelm the NHS. So it's not to stop us all getting the virus. It's actually to stop the NHS being overwhelmed. A point mm. to note is Andy Hull though, know because he works in NHS. The uh, Nightingale mm. hospitals, are very low usage, if at all, at but the that's moment. A new thing. It oh, is a, a awesome brilliant thing, thing, absolutely brilliant. But the other thing to bear in mind is that last week, stores that weren't already open, have started to open. So you've got the signs on the motorways and the roads saying, um, don't travel unless absolutely necessary. Last weekend, you had B&Q opening up all their stores, queues into the car park, queues to get into the stores. Greg's is now opening. You've got Pret starting to open now. Um, so do you
1: think some of the businesses are opening too quick
2: then? Um, no, I'm not no. saying that because there's still going to be controlled. But what I'm saying is, did they leave it too long to open? Because I think they're realising they need to get their doors open. M&S, the food halls were always open, but now they're starting to open the rest of the stores. So next week, you'll see M&S stores where you can walk in and buy homeware and clothes. Mm. Well, um, I was going to
3: say, for those of us that are still obviously working... Um, it has with, without being able to buy additional clothes, it's actually been quite difficult because for those of us who work in the NHS, for example, we're being advised that even though we're not those of us who aren't patient facing, we still need to wash clothes even more regularly than we would have before.
5: Oh, um, I hadn't thought of that so yeah, of course, yeah,
3: it, it then means you, you have to think about the fact that obviously if shops are not open, we're trying to order stuff online. But obviously, if the if there is a queue of getting through things and things are not getting delivered in time, it does put more pressure on an existing sort of system and people who've mm-hmm. got existing needs. Um, which is why there's lots of community nurses and things like that that are being sort of people that are making sacks so they can put their uniforms in and stuff like that. So that there, there are sort of other bits of it as well. Also, with for example, DIY shops and say um, car repair suppliers um, Mm. so the shops you can get car parts things like that those shops still need to be open because people who have to drive so community nurses or nhs staff or social care staff who needs to get to and from work and the supermarket staff if something goes wrong with their car or they need something for their car they still need to get those parts mm. so that they can continue to provide that key service. So. I think, you're I
2: think for, I, for mm. Andy, that, um, that all the uh, maintenance shops and the dealerships have remained open um, specifically for the NHS staff who need to get their car mot mm. or serviced. Mm. Mm.
1: It is a yeah. difficult one, isn't it? Because, you know, you, something that one person may not consider essential, another person may actually have a genuine essential need for and um, of course well you say
2: you say essential but um, obviously stores are now opening that Aren't essential because a pot of paint maybe isn't seen as essential, and yet B and Q were flooded with customers. In fact, they were overwhelmed with customers last weekend.
1: <laughs>
2: mm. Yeah, yeah. Or well, DIY mean, is I
1: very important uh, in a lockdown. Indeed, I, I mean, think it, people <laughs> are
4: trying to find more of a balance at the moment, and I think um they tried to do the best they could initially because nobody could have anticipated. Um, mm. this in, in its full extent and I think it must have been quite difficult to weigh it up, you know, what do we close, what do we keep open, but the longer this is going on, I think people really are having to take things like mental health much more seriously as well yeah. as physical health and yeah. and by opening things up that allow for people to access um, their hobbies and more creative outlets, it, it's going yeah. to have a, an overall benefit um, on society.
1: Yeah, which I think is mm. a good thing I mean, that does that, kind of come on to the, the, the last point you got on your list, which is, you know, um, you know What have people been doing to keep themselves entertained? I was going to ask
5: that, yeah, just to finish off. What kind of things well, have we been up to now to, I, to, to cope I, with lockdown? TV, I term, podcasts?
1: I turned myself and my husband blue at the weekend when we painted the fence. Brilliant. Oh. So you look um, like Smurfs. Love yeah, it. yeah, but it was, a lo- it was a it was a lovely sunny weekend. I, I won't lie, we didn't queue at being queued We went to screw things. <laughs> okay. Very, very oh, the good stores are available. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we, we just bought online and went and um, picked up. And oh, they've got click, and yeah, yeah, they yeah. got click and collect. So no, 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 there, yeah, yeah, click and collect. No, no queuing. Shh, don't tell everyone. <laughs> I've got a couple
4: of good recommendations. Sorry, Andy, I spoke over you then. But if if that's okay, just uh, whilst we're talking about interesting things to watch. Yes, um, definitely. The the National Theatre are uh, releasing Frankenstein um, from tomorrow night, night, their first performance with um, Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch. uh, I believe, playing the creature. And then from Friday night, Johnny Lee Miller will be playing the creature. um, And it's going to be available on YouTube uh, from the National Theatre's um, Uh, section of YouTube. Uh, Another thing that I enjoyed watching last night was Phoebe Waller-Bridge's stage performance at the National Theatre of Fleabag, which is available on um, Amazon. And lastly, um, for charity um, on Friday night, um, there's a quiz called the Big Comedy Quiz at the Covid Arms, which is hosted by comedian Kiri Pritchard mclean um, If you have a little Google of the Big Comedy Quiz, it's £10 or £2. And they've got a massive lineup of, uh, of top uh, British comedians um, and others from around the world. And you get to interact on Zoom and speak to the comedians live. Oh, so, oh. a really, really good thing to be a part of. Russell Howard will be there
1: amongst others
5: so yeah he's good and he's local isn't he is Russell Howard local to the West I think he is yeah Bristolian yeah yeah, and a really good comic as well. Oh, that sounds really, really good. Any other um, podcasts, I know Andrew,
1: guys? Andrew Lloyd Webber's been showing some of his stuff on YouTube, hasn't he? So some of the big, big West End shows have been mm-hmm. showing on YouTube. Um, yeah, well worth a look at. And if you want something just just fun and really silly, um, on Netflix there's a series called Kim's Convenience that actually starts up. Uh, starts off with um that um, kind of touches on um, um, LGBT stuff that is absolutely hilarious and have me and my husband um, <laughs> crying with laughter <laughs> on the edge of the seat watching it. So it's one of those that's trying to be politically correct and, and isn't and is funny in the process. Um, but uh, I'll leave Sounds you to great. sample the first one and uh, uh, see what you think. Well, thinking of think, sampling um,
3: things, I was just going to say I've been making bread and. Uh, Tazer, sort of making my own bread and cake and things like that because in my bits of spare time to give me something proactive and mm. positive to do and then eat afterwards. So cooking <laughs> and
5: eating is an extreme. they're really good things to do, aren't they? Because they're just yep. well, so this relaxing, is, so therapeutic. This is the
1: terrible thing. Who's tried all their work trousers in? how many weeks I don't know if I'm fit or
2: not
3: (laughs) I'm still wearing mine every day so I'm lucky I haven't put on too much (laughs) there's going to be a
5: fitness epidemic after all of this is over I'm sure
0: Uh, (laughs) thanks guys that was
1: good uh, anyway that's it for another week Uh, believe it or not that's uh, another hour of being been and gone
2: been time warping again, have we?
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're the uh, time warp between the two of us, aren't you? So, uh, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back at same time, uh, same place, same channels uh, next week. Uh,
2: for podcast versions of the show, go to shoutoutradio.lgbt.
1: Uh, but from myself, from Terry, from Hans, from Steph, and from Andy, say so goodbye, everyone. Bye bye Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.
0: Out, out. LGBT radio for you.